0: Let's see here. How do I get the cross-platform chat ad? There we go. And just got the text saying that we're live. Oh, that was a quick trigger there, Jay. He's like, yeah. Let the people know. <laughs> I love it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another hit chat chit chat. I am your host, Coach Connor, with RBI Baseball. And next to me, I have a exquisite, amazing gentleman. Coming north of the border, we have Connor Burns. Connor Burns, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. And then right below him, we have a gentleman that is settled in in Seattle. Oh no, it's Kent, isn't it? Is Kent the little like sub? Yeah, technically. We have a gentleman coming from us from Kent, Washington. We have J.P. Fishone. J.P., how are you, sir? Good. Good to be here. Well, gentlemen, I think was it last week that we weren't able to uh, get together? Yeah. I think it was. Um, So, took a little... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, man. Gotta be with the family. Um, Let me adjust this guy. I do not want to just see myself. There we go. There we go. There there are the guys. Um, So, we skipped out last week. Uh, We're back this week. And this week, we're gonna kinda put a little bit of a focus. Connor Burns uh, just recently acquired a Rapsodo uh, Hitting 2.0 device, and so today's going to kind of be a little bit about uh, technology, um, how to use it, some things that you can do. Burns got some questions uh, for me and JP, and so we're just going to go through and have a little uh, Q&A uh, about it. So Burns, if you don't mind, dude, want to kind of give a, give us a couple questions?
1: For sure.
0: Okay,
1: um, I guess I'd start with positives um i guess what is your like what is your favorite way to utilize the rap Soto? like what did you think it did really well and like you kind of got the most out of using it with
0: uh personally for me the thing that i really liked about it is the spin rate um, the fact that it's able to bring that into the discussion, um, something that hit tracks does not do, TrackMan is uh, one of the ones that does uh, spin rate as well. Um, the spin rate can determine and dictate a, a outcome so much more than what is actually like believed. I mean, if you have the guys that are slicing balls and they're spinning off, like on uh something that's just picking up the velocity and uh launch angle it's not going to be able to accommodate for the fact that it was just back spun it's going to just hang up in the air or that it was uh top spun instead of continuing on that trajectory of was going to be a ball that hits really well that's uh you know flush now it's actually going to be coming straight down because of the top spin on it and stuff like that so for me personally i would say the thing that rapsodo is able to do best is being able to include that and it's they they do a good job with their certification course as well kind of going over and explaining how that comes into play and how to read that the correct spin rates what's the knuckleball um, and those kind of things
2: yeah i think uh, similar thing just like the ball flight feedback that you can't get if you're not outside is huge you know especially up there and you guys aren't aren't able to be outside your own. um you know just having having that ball flight feedback and and Connor said the, the spin stuff's really cool because you can, you can get that, that sliced or um, cut balls and, and kind of figure out, like, you know, are we losing exit velocity because they're not squaring the ball up? And um, also, just like it allows you to pick out targets a lot better. So, like, hey, if I'm trying to go to left center, uh, you know, where does that ball go in a cage? Because I think for guys like, you know, I've, I've sat in front of a hit tracks and watched, you know, balls. Uh, you know the feedback of that but even for me standing in a cage is hard to figure out like where's where's the foul line and like mm. where, where's the gap so uh the ball fight feedback's huge
1: um i'll go with a more kind of general one for like tech um what's your favorite way to like utilize it i guess within like um not like a youth population but i'd say like high school hitters those guys who are like solid but maybe not advanced enough to really get into um some of the more advanced stuff like what's your favorite way to utilize that jp
0: take that one dude
2: um what do you utilize it um yeah i think obviously like the basic ones just like
0: you know getting
2: a pretty big report and a large uh sample size and you can kind of get a good idea of like what's the athlete really capable of doing right now um like where does their hard hit balls go when they miss hit it, what what does their miss hit look like? Um, and kind of start to address issues mechanically based on those things. Uh, I think the other thing it does is just like setting good targets or good goals for them to kind of work towards um, as far as like, whether that's exit velocity or launch angle or, you know, um, lowering kind of average spin rate on their battered ball. It's like uh, just having that immediate feedback loop and... Uh, Giving them kind of a goal to shoot for to kind of drive their their intention when training
0: I also to continue on with like the training aspect of it. I think it It brings out more to the kid allowing them to trust you Um, I think if it's in a situation where it's a newer athlete or anything like that um, They're not really understanding or grasping kind of the things that you're going over and talking about that immediate feedback that JP mentioned, like to be able to show a kid that like, hey, I know this feels weird, but it feels weird because it's just a new movement and something that you're not used to. But if you're just in a cage with no results, I mean, that kid, if, as an instructor, it kind of gives you more leeway because you can use that to validate what you're saying rather than needing it to, like, validation if that makes sense like use it to say like hey what i'm saying is correct like look at how you just jumped your average and not max but like your average exit velocity it went up three miles an hour once we started doing this one little thing and then they can take that feeling and was like hey i know that feeling was weird but now I'm seeing the immediate like feedback that I can get from something like that, that ability to have that. And then I also use a lot of leaderboards. Um, and my leaderboard is right next to my cage. So that way, as a kid literally walks in, he can look at what his personal record is or what his brother's personal record did or his, you know, best friends or the crosstown rival, they can see that and be like, all right, that's what I'm going to beat, And they can immediately like if they're one mile away from their PR, like, they can sit there and go like, Oh, like I am right there. But if you don't have that, then they don't know. And then at the end of the day or whatever, it's like, Oh, you know, you were just, you know, half a mile away from being your PR. If I just would have known that, like we could have done like three more swings or something.
2: So just like, is, is, is what I'm doing as a coach working? <laughs> like if you're, if you do a training thing and or, you know, you go through a block of training and, and they're doing all these drills and whatever, so weight swinging bats and stuff and you get, weeks in and like nothing's changed you're like man i should probably change the way we're doing this i think that's the whole advantage of technology in general it's not necessarily like uh telling you what you need to work on but just like if you pick something out that you're like hey i want to increase exit velocity or i want to change the attacking or whatever and i'm going to do these things to do that the data is going to tell you whether you succeeded in that process or not and whether you need to make adjustments
0: what else you got
1: for yeah Oh, I like that. Um, sorry, I'm just literally taking all of this. Oh in. no, I gotta... <laughs> my bad, my
0: bad. No, you're good, you're good. Take your time, brother. <laughs> take your time. Um, okay, so I guess I'll go like to a
1: negative. What's one thing that Rap Soto doesn't do well that you like? Think it would actually take it to like another level? Because like I was talking with Reynolds before, like. Kind of two days into using it, I'm already like seeing, like, okay, this is why this is four grand and like a track man or hit tracks like 20, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. For me, the one thing that I think would take them over the top, I personally believe that they would slightly change how the system is operated on a mechanical standpoint. So right now, how you connect to it is via a Wi Fi signal. Um, where other technologies generally use bla- or uh, uh, bluetooth um, yeah. and this one allows for the uh, iPad that you're using the device because you also have you have to have your own iPad to use it and it has to be an iPad you can't have an iPhone or anything like that it's only locked into the iPad um, iOS stuff um, when you do that you don't you're not able to connect to the Internet and live time, and have that data go to the cloud, like with Blast Motion and stuff like that. Like, you can immediately send that stuff off. Where with Rapsoto, when that goes through, and if there's an issue, uh, like let's say you want to uh, mirror your device up to uh, a smart TV or something like that, you're not able to do that now most of the time because you have to be on the same Wi Fi as that smart TV to be able to mirror something. But now Soto is taking up its own Wi Fi, so now you can't really do that. I mean, iPads don't come in, you know, the biggest uh size. So now you're having to get like a uh an attachment to mirror the device. Now you're having to get a 50 foot HDMI cord or whatever TV you want to put it on or whatever it is. just, I personally think if they were just to switch that mechanical thing, and I don't know if they've gone into it, but the frequency, there's like, if you go into the settings, there's like six different Wi-Fi frequencies that you need to use if, in case the one that you're using isn't working the best and you have to play with it, there's not that much like uh, customer service on it to really be able to like hammer it in and make it. I think if they were to fix that, I think it would make uh, the you know customer side a lot easier.
1: Yeah, I, I was I've been wondering about that too. Just like why I, I never understood why it's Wi-Fi. Yeah, because that whole process because we've had the Raptoro pitching for a while, so like I'm all you know kind of in and out to that one. And
2: it was like why I don't understand why Wi-Fi thing
1: it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah,
2: um, I think one of the other big drawbacks, and like you said, it's not necessarily get knock against the product, but there's like, there's a reason it's four grand instead of you know, 10 grand. Um, uh, like it, the metrics don't stabilize as quickly. Um, especially as you work towards, uh, as you work away from the middle of the field. So, uh, exit velocity, spin rate, uh, launch angle, like all those metrics tend to stabilize a little bit slower. Um, the further you work away, kind of balls going directly over the machine so I think you kind of have to take that into consideration when you're coaching is just you know one swing five swings um, you kind of have to hold off judgment a little bit until you get a bigger sample size um, because uh, it's just it's a little bit more sporadic on on the accuracy of the readings um, but you know there's a reason it's for grand it's it's portable it's fairly easy to set up and use and you um, So It's not necessarily a knock against the technology. I think it's just something you got to be aware of when you're using it Um, Okay, as a hitting
1: coach If you were only allowed to use one piece of tech the rest of your life um, That that includes like a camera as well like a uh, video camera Which would you pick?
0: I'm still, going with the, I'm still going with the JP. Are you? Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> um, oh, that's tough. I think not having a camera would be too tough. I would probably, like, if I had to pick one piece of tech, I would pick, I'd pick an Edgertronic camera because at least I could, like, mess with the frame rates enough to, like, <laughs> maybe take a guess at some bat metrics. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you could probably come up with a way to put some markers in the cage or something and like get attack angle and bat speed and that kind of thing based on frame rate. So I'm probably going to go with edgetronic camera.
0: <laughs> so from what I'm guessing, we don't have a budget then. No, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, <laughs> that's no budget. That's fair. So then no, I mean. I would pay somebody that's as smart as JP to do the same thing that JP just explained. <laughs> now, I would just send them the video and be like, hey, like, what was going on here? Uh, what's the exit velocity of that? Um, if I was on subtime budget, I think we've talked about this. If it, we were doing like the, you know, you had $10 to spend at the store and this is how much and this is the different, like, categories or whatever. I personally believe if there was like a cap on it as being at let's say if $6,000 was like the cap for that, um I think isn't Edtronic like 11. What's Edtronic? Something like that. I don't know. I I couldn't give okay, you a number. Think, it's more it's it's expensive. <laughs> I think it's 11. Um I would go with the, honestly a blast motion. Um I think blast yeah. motion is the best tool on the uh, the idea of it gives you the process of what's going on. Like you can take you can look at a hit tracks report and I mean, driveline did it where they had a guy that was – it was the shot put guy, I think, that came in and off of the tee was hitting like 105 miles an hour or something like that. And so, like, I mean, you could, like, mm-hmm. trick the hit tracks or Rep Soto in a certain setting just depending on what you're doing now. When they went to soft toss, I think he swung a miss at every single pitch. But, like, oh, my phone just died. Oh my gosh, everything's... <laughs> my phone died. Alright, one sec. All right. Brutal.
2: That's a good question, BirdZ. I think the... the
0: mic stand just I think again,
2: like, blast back. is really good, but... Uh, I don't know, videos, like, videos tough. I was gonna say, like... You yeah. can only see yeah. so much with your eyes. Yeah. Ugh,
0: uh, gosh dang
1: it. And, like, I don't know, especially... Yeah especially with like the younger athletes too it's just like hey this is what you're doing and there's like i don't feel it so i'm just like okay here this oh. is you you know what i mean like this
2: is literally what you're doing yeah. like, oh shit this is this is what it looks like and they're like oh that looks really bad and yeah like yeah i know <laughs> that's why i'm trying to tell you to do something different <laughs> yeah. especially the younger athletes yeah that's such a good point like the younger athletes you don't. You're not working on like the really minute things. No. Um, that you kind of need to dig into some data for. And so yeah, the video. The video. i have given up. Video is tough, but it was just like including video. Like I'd probably pick blast motion too, just because. Uh, I don't know. I, I've I've over the last month or so. I'm like okay. Like really. Like what really matters. Is, when it comes to hitting a baseball like it doesn't really matter what you do mm-hmm. uh you know, isolation it really matters like what does the ball do when you hit it and mm-hmm. so scaling back from that it's like okay so it really matters what the bat's doing um so like if you can figure out what the bat's doing i can probably give you a pretty good idea of what the ball is going to do and if i know what the bat's doing i can probably give you a Give a pretty good guess at what you're doing to move the bat like that um yeah no 100 Did
1: you ever um do you guys ever use the diamond kinetics one a sensor whatever
2: i've i've never used dk sensors uh i know at the facility they tried them for a while um I couldn't really tell you why we don't use them now or you know why we don't use those versus blast um i'm not really sure i've never heard anybody really have big complaints about diamond kinetic sensors or anything but it just doesn't seem like it caught on as, as much
1: honestly i think it was more of the the look and like the actual accessibility of blast um because i had a yeah. diamond connects first and then i kind of was doing my research and everyone's saying blast is better so then I got that, and like immediately when I started use, using Blast, I was like, This is yeah, just the yeah, like the website, the app, it's like so
2: much easier. It's more user friendly to get it going and everything. I think
0: Diamond yeah. Genetics also has different um, data points that they do. They
2: yeah, do, I know they do have
0: different metrics. Yeah. Sorry about that little hiatus right
2: there. <laughs>
0: my phone died, technical issues at the same time as my microphone stand collapsed. <laughs> So, sorry. Um, I caught the tail end of what you were saying, JP, about the blast motion. And that's the, I mean, same exact reason as why I wouldn't, I mean, go with it you're able to work backwards if you know what the process of the swing is doing. If you know what the bat speed is, the attack angle, um, time, time to contact is a little iffy, um, on the blast motion, uh, the, for some guys, like you can trick the time to contact just depending on what kind of waggles they have and stuff like that. So uh, that's one. And, but I mean, just like the plan score, rotational score, the aspect that, I mean, if you're just a kid that goes out and buys blast motion, you don't even need an instructor. When you open up your app and you've connected your blast motion, it will give you drills and the things that you need to work on and drills to help out that. Like that, that's the aspect of blast motion that I really like. It's 150 bucks for the sensor. If you need it for less than that, let me know. I got you. And then it's also $60 a year for the kid to have it. Now, every, Talking yeah. with one of the guys that does blast motion, every single kid goes and gets pretty much a new three hundred and fifty to five hundred and fifty dollar bat each year. The bats only are going to help you get maybe t- an extra two feet. Blast motion can help change your entire swing for the better. So, I think for that, blast motion for me would be
2: yeah, especially for younger athletes. Like it's just they they start using that, they're going to get a lot better, and, and honestly, they're going to get a lot better conceptually understanding what the swing's supposed to look like and supposed to do and what's effective and what's not even if that's just them swinging and going like i hit well when the number's this that's a good enough good enough data collection and analysis for for kind of younger athletes
0: and it's color coded, cor- uh, color-coordinated too like green next to a number means that's higher than your average right. Yellow is that you're close. Red is that you're down. Like, you literally just set it up and can just look at colors. And it'll tell you if you're doing a good yep. job. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I agree. It's, it's, uh, yeah. That's probably the one thing I'd pick other than like a camera for sure.
0: Yeah. Why'd you make that a thing? <laughs> yeah, that
1: made it tough, honestly. <laughs> the moment. I, it so it t- I mean, it technically
0: is technology. So yeah, it is. It is. It but is. I mean, um, I, me personally, though, I feel that the technology, like my grand, my grandma has an iPhone with a, g- with a 4k camera on it. Like just more accessible it's just, than it's anything, literally you know? the easiest. Like I use iPhones as my, I well, I don't anymore, but I used iPhones as my webcams for, I would get the, the refurbished version for 60 bucks online and I would set it up and it is a pretty much a 4k camera.
2: That's why I had to go a little bit fancier and say,
0: an your camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh you bougie. <laughs> what else you got for his Bernsie? And honestly, that's, that's about it. Like with most of the
1: rap solo stuff, I'm just, just kind of digging into the data right now. And like, I won't even really dig into most guys data. Cause I need a way bigger sample size. Obviously actually that, that kind of another question. Like what, um, how big of a sample size are you looking for for like a like a fairly accurate assessment?
2: Uh, like a hundred to hundred and twenty batted balls,
0: and not yeah. misread. Like there, be, where they will be when they go in and it'll say that it like collected it. I had a twelve-year-old hitting hundred and thirteen at negative like sixty-degree launch <laughs> angle.
2: We have like hit tracks and blast set up, and hit tracks is a little bit more, it's stabilized a little bit faster. Um, it's typically sometimes, every now and then, like, there, you'll definitely get swings where they both read the same. Um, and then you get some swings where like hit tracks has it a little bit faster than rap, Soda rap, has got it a little bit slower, or vice versa. And so that's where like getting that around 100 swing sample size pretty much stabilizes everything to so where you can be pretty confident when you get that, like hey, like, this is their average exit velocity, this is their average launch angle, you can be pretty confident in that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's just kind of, like, technology in general, though. Like, um, I think, like, <laughs> older Coach's biggest gripe with technology is, like, it's not accurate. It's like, yeah, but, like, no, no, there's not a piece of technology in the world besides, like, maybe a motion capture lab that's yeah. incredibly accurate. Like, <laughs> oh... So, uh, you just gotta be smart with it and, and kind of understand um, like what data you can look at how reliable is it what's your confidence interval look like
0: in it's, and it's not that you have to put all of your chips into the basket of technology like that's another thing that I yeah. think older coaches don't realize is that just because I have a tracks or a Rapsodo or Blast Motion that doesn't mean like I'm deleted as a part of like the training session like That's a tool that I am using, just like Mm -hmm. a carpenter would use a hammer. Like those are tools that they need. Just like a camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a camera. (laughs) So like I, it's not the entire lesson. It adds to the lesson or adds to the training. Um, One thing though, I would like to kind of go over uh, is some games that, JP you might have played or Mm -hmm. stuff that you guys do with it Uh, one thing and I'm going to give a shout out Chris Dunn uh, of High Pro Hitting Um, this is who I kind of got it from it's called the box game and so right now if you were to look at my cage I have ropes that are signifying all the different launch angles and stuff like that of like target angles and stuff but you're able to go through and kind of select what you value Um, and it can change from player to player or you can have a general basis of like hey you know for your younger guys like we're going to be trying to be around from 10 to 25 degree launch angle. And so what you do is, uh, you play a game where every ball that they hit in that category, um, is a point. And then for every ball that they hit over their average exit velocity, you add another point. And then for every time they like call it out, that's like double or something like that. And then you do it out of like a 20 pitch sample size. Um, and you kind of say like, who's, uh, who's like the King of, you know, the game right there. So, and you don't even have to tell them directly about the launch angles and stuff like that. So like for the younger guys, um, I, I, we play a game called bat. So it's like horse, but you just hit off the tee and you like call out your spots and stuff like that. So they don't know that they're trying to hit these launch angles or these (laughs) spots. And I have blast motion on their bat. So if they're under, I know what number they're supposed to be at generally. So if they go below, they're trying to aim it. They don't, it doesn't count. But if they are, you know, good, bad speed and they miss, I give them another chance. And it's like, okay, well, why did we not hit that one? Was the tee in a really bad spot? And what you'll start to realize is kids, like younger kids have no clue. And some even high school kids have no clue, like where they need to set up the tee to be productive. And so that kind of starts that ball rolling. And I mean, you can just play games like that just to kind of get them understanding the value of those things.
2: That's a really good idea for those young guys. Um, a couple games I played uh, when I was coaching at Lamar that that were fun and like a little bit more team oriented were uh, we did repsudo scrimmages. Um, and so like is not going to tell you whether it's a single, double, home run, whatever. Um, but, yeah, but we could, did it like exit velocity. Yeah, so we just did exit velocities like um within your top ten percent was like a double. Uh, top ten percent of your peak exit velocity was a double. Um, and then top. You know a little bit lower than that was a single and then if you you know hit your peak or um you know beat your pr then that was a home run and then gave them launch angle constraints for that so like um, 25 to 35 15 to 20 depending on kind of uh what situation you want to work on um you can change the counts uh we've done like two strike counts where like i'll lower the launch angle to like 10 to 10 to 15 or 10 to 20. Uh, so they're, they're looking for a little bit lower ball flight, flatten their swing out a little bit, get on plane with it a little bit longer. Um, and then, you know, plus counts where they're just trying to hit massive high bombs. Um, that one's a good one for teams. And then also we've done uh, VLO races. So like splitting them up into groups and then, um, you know, you get pitches around, you get four rounds. The team's race to whatever exit velocity you want, so like 2000 miles per hour. And the team to get there the fastest wins, or the team with the most uh, total exit velocity at the end of the day wins. Um, and you can make that broad. You can just make that, hey, wherever, you know, whatever the exit velocity is. Um, and also, you can put launch angle constraints, uh, spray angle constraints, so you can put spin constraints on that. You can kind of make it as a narrow focus or as broad as you want um and the fun part about like rap soto is the misreads like uh and it's the same thing like hit tracks and like all that other stuff like you know technology giveth and technology taketh away like sometimes you pop like you know a kid will hit a ball like straight into the machine it reads like 150 miles an hour and i put it up there i'm like hey like i know it's wrong like we all know he didn't hit that ball 150 but I'm i'm giving him the points because like you know just like in a game, like you're gonna get a bad call, you're gonna get a bad break, and then who knows? The next time he hits a ball, he absolutely just crushes one, and Rap Soto doesn't read. Well, guess what? I'm giving him zero points. Like it's, you got to deal with deal with the punches a little bit. So uh, those are some fun games, just to kind of give him a little bit more competitive and uh, a little bit more team oriented, I guess.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah, I definitely like the like top ten percent of your eggs of one. That's a solid one, mm-hmm.
2: and I would probably use um like i i used to use peak exit velocity um but like because Rap is not like doesn't stabilize that fast um i would probably use their top eighth as kind of their uh, their marker for a, a double and go yeah. from there because that's a i'm a little bit more confident that that's a realistic number um because we had yeah. some kids where it was like you know their peak exit was like 105 <laughs> and they hit it one time and they hit it straight into the ground it's like, yeah, yeah, you're probably not not realistic there.
0: I will say Soto's interface on the website for cloud makes it really easy to go through and, like, highlight, uh, like, order the different hits, then they separate the different sessions. Like, I will say Soto's interface for data and stuff like that, which if you've been doing the pitching side of the Bernsie, you should know, like, it is really yeah. nice. Like, I do really enjoy it. Um, very... Colorful, which I love colorful, um, very easy to use lots of charts. Um, and if you mm-hmm. want to go through and delete stuff, it's really easy. Um, how they lay that stuff out makes it very usable. Yeah, no, that that's the one thing I'll say is
1: it's, it's organized like really nice. And like Me too. Me too. it gives you a ton of fucking charts and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I was blown away with that for sure. But I used to it obviously with the pitching stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're online, so that's really cool. Is there uh, anything else, Bernsey, you thinking of? No. That's no, that's about all I got. Um, one thing I will say if you ever do get into times where you're getting like misreads or not misreads, like if it's taking like too long to load, if you just pull down the tab from the top to bring up like the notifications that you've had for that day, what will happen is it will disconnect it from the Wi-Fi. And then, well, not from the Wi-Fi, but the app disconnects. And so then all you have to do is click reconnect on the app and it should reconnect right away back to it. And then it just kind of, you won't get the data for that, but you don't have to just sit there for two minutes just, you know, putting everything on pause. If at some point you just want to kill it, you can.
1: Yeah, no, okay, that makes sense because I ran into that. It was I was running for a while, but I was like on my fourth group of the day, and they got about like thirty to forty minutes of it with each group. So I was going on my fourth group, and like it just kept getting stuck in that data processing mode, and would just like fucking keep buffering, and then yeah, it would just disconnect, and then I'd lose everything, yeah. and I was like, what the hell? So that
2: was super annoying. But yeah, the other thing too is like at the end of the day, you got all the swings on the on the iPad and so like mm-hmm. the, the processing takes a lot longer when there's a ton of swings
0: on there. Which is why they should go to a Bluetooth system to allow the iPad to stay connected to the Wi-Fi so that way it just...
2: And <sighs> knew that email
0: I, do, I knew that was coming. I do <laughs> I talked to the, uh, not dev team, but the guys like right next to it because I was having... So they also say that you're able to have your cages, I think it's 14 feet apart from home plate to home plate. Well, that's what we had at the other facility I was at and it would still register the cage next to me. And I kept continuously asking like at what angle does the sensor start to pick stuff up? Cause I was just going to block off the cage and it just like would never answer me like those kinds of things. And then I brought up the idea of the Bluetooth versus the Wi-Fi, And they were just like, yeah, you know, I'm sure they already thought of that. And I'm sure there's a reason why they do it that way. So and I was just like, oh, but every other technology company doesn't do it this way and they all work consistently. But all right, sounds good. Yeah.
2: Uh, You know, the other thing too is like my education professor would always say like definitely use technology in your lesson plans. Uh, It's really useful. It's really great for the kids. But technology is always going to break when you you really need it to work. So (laughs) if you don't have a backup plan, that's when it's going to (laughs) break. Oh, like, yeah, even if you're using it, like you gotta you gotta have other plans just in case. Every time. Yeah, percent
0: Well shoot. Um do you guys have anything that you guys kind of saw or went through uh this past week with your guys' lessons or anything like that that you guys want to bring up, ask, discuss? Mm. No, I was just like talking about um
1: your tweet thread today, JP. It was literally, like, immediately I saw that, and I went to, like, this one guy I'm coaching right now, and it's, like, he... Oh, I get him off the blast, and he's got, like, fucking unbelievable metrics. Um, he hit, like, 460 with, like, 15 doubles in 28 games, and, like, just hit the shit out of it for me this summer. And I've been working with him for, like, a year now, and I literally, like, I don't say anything to him about his swing. I'm just, like... It fucking works so i'm like I'll, I'll talk to you about like approach and like different counts and like stuff we're looking for etc but i was like i haven't even touched his swing
2: at all so i'm just like he fucking smokes it so like fuck it yeah if it works just fine. like i'm not we, we'll make a little tweak like you said like approach stuff we'll talk about mm-hmm. that but, like, yeah we're good like, if, you, if you bang you bang like yeah exactly
1: <laughs> Like it, it looks like I don't know, kind of looks a little funky to me. But I'm just like, man,
2: like he just hits absolute yeah. fucking lineas all the time. So yeah, yeah. and that's something like, uh, or for people that are that are listening that didn't didn't see the tweet, it was just a tweet about like, hey, like uh, when you're diagnosing swing flaws, like because I do this all the time, and and that's just my brain just kind of works like that. Like oh, like I I'm looking for the most efficient swing, I'm looking for the perfect swing, and like. I know all this stuff now, so I need to make all these adjustments. And um, the thread was basically just like, start with ball flight and then work your way back from there. Um, like, what's the ball do when he hits it? What's the bat do to make the ball do that? And then what's his body do to make his bat do that to the ball? Um, and so on. And that kind of helps you, like, not overcoach. Um, and, and like you said, that's just, that's something I was terrible at in my first couple years of coaching, just like, making kids that hit really well and then trying to teach it like change some move and I'm like yeah it's just it was just wasn't worth it like not worth the the increase that we were going to get out of it in the in the short term or the long term really um,
0: that's one thing that I like a lot is being able to go through because I envision it as if you were to have a leaky pipe that was just leaking consistently if you just take a bucket and put it underneath the leaky pipe, that's a band-aid. You, that's going to be solved for the next little bit. So if you're just going off of like ball flight and you're just being immediately wanting to give feedback and you just always want to say something or whether it be kid's got a really good swing, he's just not doing the best today or his timing is off or like you guys mentioned on the approach side. The approach and the mechanic are two separate things. If your timing is bad, you can have a like, Pitcher perfect swing. If you're swinging before the ball is released, you're never going to hit it. If you're swinging, once the ball is in the catcher's mitt, you're never going to hit it. So making sure that you're able to dial that in. Um, But back to like the leaky thing is that when you are not going back through to the source of the issue, going from ball flight to the swing, what is the body doing that's making the swing do that? If you just put the little ba- uh, bucket underneath the leaky uh, pipe at some point that bucket is going to fill up again and now it's going to be overflowing. And now, yeah, you did a band-aid for a second, but since you never actually fished the cause of the problem, it's going to come back and it's going to be something. So unless you're fixing like in going through kind of like the root of the body, like what is the body doing that's making the bat do that? Cause the bat is going to be, what's going to hit the ball. Like JP said. So if the bat is doing wrong things, it's going to be shown in the ball flight and stuff like that. Fix the problem, fix the source of the issue is generally going to be the body rather than generally anything else.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. I think the, You know, this is just me. Uh, When I start thinking, like, hey, I need to fix movements, uh, I tend to get really internal.
0: Hold on. I can't hear you. Yo, Jay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, what? I lost my ear. That was weird. I lose you? Yeah, like, there was no audio, and we lost Burns. Hey. Oh, his laptop died. Yeah, so I did not... (laughs) I did not hear any of that last little bit. It's okay. Your butt just died. That's why. Try to see You hear me? Yeah. Oh. So what were you saying about uh, you personally believe that? Uh, I just get, I get, like, I know my, yeah, my. T- no audio, Jay. No audio, Jay. JP, put your AirPods away. There, oh, 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 JP. All right, everybody. So right now we're just going through too many technical difficulties. Uh, oh, can you hear me? Yes. All right. Can you hear me? No. Now I can. So I, I think. Do you keep playing with your AirPod? Keeps yes. Trying to get picked up, and so it keeps going to the Absolutely. AirPod. And then I, I, I lose guess. you. So I, I, did not hear a thing. Say- can you see me sir i can okay so uh yeah did not hear anything that you said again <laughs> yeah just the, <laughs> Third time's the chart. And, like,
2: <laughs> we're just getting uh uh like i get i get very internal because like i like to think probably too much about what what it takes to move the bat a certain way so uh for me like queuing up guys internally about their movements is kind of a big issue that i have um, so starting with the ball flights always been a, a big help for me just to kind of check myself, make sure we're not absolutely doming the kid up when I'm giving him 14 different cues about what his uh, left forearm supposed to be doing.
0: <laughs> right now, you're going here versus here, and, you know, that's the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really See want that? to be like... This. Oh, and the worst <laughs> is when, you, when I first got slow motion, dude, I was a slow motion whore. Like... Uh, um coach's eye, how how they yeah. had the like slow motion thing. So I would go through and I would screen record super slow motion, take that screen recording, put it back into coach's eye, go slow motion again, slow-mo <laughs> that, and then I would take that out, put it back into coach's <laughs> eye. And now we're doing slow motion again. And like, I was just a whore about it. And, And essentially I had, um, Chad Longworth, he talks about how he doesn't really like to use, uh, cameras and stuff like that because he says that, you know, this is such a violent and athletic move that is happening consistently. When you go to the slow motion, like you can take away the athleticism away from the athlete because now they're trying to like, Follow emotion rather than create emotion, and so you know I I definitely had to you know do my steps back and stuff like that with kind of like overdoing just because I'm looking at you know a one millionth of a second, and right now your hip is going the wrong way, so we need to worry about that and blah blah blah, and you know I I think it comes to a point where where you said you know you got to do the ball flight, if it's not a process issue that is going to be an issue like in the near future or like if you know if it's something like they're still hitting really well they're you know 13 year old they're hitting well their body's changing consistently like you don't necessarily need to change what their body is doing changing the mind, giving a cue and then just allowing them to be an athlete. Like for me, I think working on approaches is so much more valuable and allowing them to understand those situations. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, Hunter Pence is, you know, someone that has won many world series and has played many games at a very high level. And that swing, man. (laughs) That's
2: (laughs) what I mean. Like, and it's it goes back to like when I hear people talk about like oh like uh, this is an elite movement pattern. If the second I hear somebody say this is an elite movement pattern and this is what elite hitters do, uh, and always kind of like I'm in, I'm interested because uh, I like that stuff and like I'm totally the guy that would break down like the like every little pixel and try and figure out like why hitters do what they do but i'm um, at the end of the day like you can you can tell me that's an elite move you can show me that 70% of you know big leaguers do this thing i can find a counter example i guarantee it like i guarantee there's dudes that perform at a, at a big league level that don't do what you're talking about so for me to just throw that at an athlete and be like this is how you have to do it i'd just be lying to them cuz you don't have to obviously cuz there's you know 30% of the big leaguers that don't do it so uh, you know, realistically, are you probably going to need this. Yeah. But right now, like I'm going to let you kind of figure out whether that's something you can compensate your way out of and still perform at a high level or whether that's something that's really, like you said, whether it's just something I can put a bucket under and, and you're athletic enough and you're strong enough and you move well enough that, that you can work while having this kind of swing flaw, then great. Um, but if it's something we really need to repair, then we'll, we'll do that too. But I'm going to kind of let the athlete figure that out.
0: You got to let, and it's been an analogy I've been using, and I might have brought it up a couple weeks ago, but just like a swim instructor, when you've had like the little kids and they're in the water, like your hand is right underneath their butt, just in case if they go whoop, you're here, and you're bringing them back up. Mm
2: -hmm. But you
0: got to make sure that they don't know that your hand is there. So that way if they do start to panic, if they do start to like freak out, like they know like, Hey, I got to figure this out. And the amount of times a kid like is able to figure it out on their own. And it's like, Oh, I just was doing this or I just needed to do this. Or I just needed to think of this. Like I just needed a cue like that. It happens a lot. And if you're always just so quick to the rescue and wanting to fix something right away, and you're not allowing the kid to become and understand what they're doing, how where their body's at, the adjustments that they need to make. If the coach is the one that is always having to tell the player the adjustment they need to make, that player is always going to need that coach with them because they're never going to be able to one feel or make the adjustment on their own. So, I mean, unless you're, uh, you know, mom or dad are attached at the hip or I don't know, like, I mean, you, y- y- it's not a good thing just to make sure your kid is always relying on you or the coach to make adjustments. They have to be able to drown a little bit. They have to be able to find that ability to do it on their own so that way it can be a long-term progression rather than just a short-term thing.
2: Yeah, and and really you can work on, okay, like, hey, this kid doesn't pull the ball a good launch angle every time he pulls the ball it's just straight in the ground so we're not maximizing that that batted ball uh and so we're just going to work on hitting the ball in the air to the pull side more and we're going to do some things to force you to do that and if you don't do that you're going to really struggle in this environment uh and what's been crazy for me in in getting kind of the motion capture lab running uh getting reports and being able to dig into that like it's just more data for us to play with and absolutely just melt our brains uh which is fun for us Um, but i had a kid that came in over the summer really athletic the ball really well like an above average high school athlete um uh, from the south and like was clearly very good already like i didn't if if he would have gone and blake he's going to be a good college hitter no matter what i did uh, but, like, had a pretty low launch angle to the pole side and a really – a point of contact that was, like, two feet out in front of the plate. That was just his average point of contact it was just all the way out there. Uh, and so I was like, hey, like, I'm not, I'm going to really try not to talk mechanics with you because you're athletic and, like, I, you trust your body and you can get out of – like, his swing was terrible. His swing looked awful. Like, it was bad. And then, like, it was one of those guys you watched. And he's putting up massive eggs of velocity numbers and just crushing 90 mile an hour fastballs off the machine and i'm just sitting there going how do you how are you doing this your swing is awful like <laughs> oh, so all we worked on was just pulling the ball a little bit higher and uh and pulling that point of contact back i was like we just we got to hit it deeper uh because one of the things he talked about was just getting exposed with off-speed pitches and i was like yeah that makes a lot of sense like if you're committing to a fastball Two feet out in front of the plate, and that's he like, yeah, you're gonna swing and miss. Um, so like just moved his, his point of contact back, and he struggled his timing for a long time, and then he started to figure it out and kind of added a toe tap in. And like you said, just talked about approach and like his load, and just hey, we gotta be on time if we're gonna hit it deeper. And uh, so he did he did a mocap over the summer, and came back for another assessment uh, this winter. So I got to kind of look at look at both mocaps and. Uh, like his, you know, his coil was better. Like he's, he's putting more force into the ground. He's rotating faster. He's rotating more efficiently. All we talked about was just hit the ball a little bit deeper. Like I just, we just need to hit the ball deeper. And his, but he just naturally did all these things to accomplish that goal. Um, and so like that kind of, that mindset of like, Hey, we can change stuff. And it's, uh, his, his body's going to find a way to do that effectively and sick Fix <laughs> my life. Easy. That, way I don't, that way I don't melt his brain. I just get to sit in the office and melt my own <laughs> staring I'll, at
0: all this data. I'm so jealous, dude. Like, <laughs> so I live by curiously through you and the Instagram stories that you were tagged in every single yeah. time. <laughs> time. That's so cool. And just to be able to fix something like that, to where, I mean, like you said, you weren't expecting or. You know, wanting him to fix those things that ended up getting fixed. So, just because you're raising, and this is, I think, something that needs to happen more consistently, raising your floor is gonna help you raise your ceiling so much easier. If your ceiling and floor are so separated, unless you're a really tall person or got a really good tall ladder, like you're, at some point you can't reach. But if you're able to pull the floor up. Now you can keep extending the ceiling. And, I mean, that wasn't the goal. That wasn't the what was expected. It was just like the problem of, hey, let me guess. You suck at off speed. Yeah, I do. Yeah, All right, let's try and not hit it two feet in front of us. Let's hit it a little bit deeper. And that solved so many other things along in the process, which that's awesome. And how did the player feel when he realized that? And was like, oh, so this has also gone up. This has gone up. Like, what was that reaction?
2: I, I didn't tell him any of that. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, he started hitting better, like off the machine and stuff. He was hitting off speed pitches better, like we do mixed pitch days off the machine. And he was he was doing a lot better towards the end of his time over the summer. And uh, and uh, I was just like, sweet. So he was excited because he was hitting better. I was excited because his pelvis rotation was better (laughs) like he doesn't need to know that he just needs to know hey I I hit the ball better now that's it good job
0: (laughs) I love it I love it is there a portion to where in the I think we've talked about it to where if a player wants to know that information I mean obviously I don't think you guys would hide that is there a player profile or portion to which they get that information and it's up to them whether they look at it or not, uh, like at the end of the
2: session. Yeah. I mean, it's all on their track profile. Okay. So Um, it's just
0: whether he wants to look at it or not. Yeah. Yeah,
2: And like, you know, you're, you're looking at a large data. Like it's the amount of data points that are in those, (laughs) those reports. It's just, it's absurd. Like if I sat down with him and talked through every single one, we'd be in there for like two hours. So, Like even if he was to look, uh, like he'd have to, have to really ask me what, like, what does this number mean? What's a good number here? Um, and you know, he like I said, like he doesn't need to know. Like, like he like hit the ball. Like he, the pitcher's (laughs) gonna throw a little white thing. You hit that thing really hard. You're gonna be really good. (laughs) That's it. All right, start there. Let me worry about all the other stuff. If you're interested, sweet. I'll tell you, I can talk your ear off. But uh, if if that's you no, know, if you don't want to get into it, then cool. No That's awesome. Too. <laughs> well, that's awesome.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Is there anything that you'd like to add from past lessons or anything like that from this past week or anything <laughs> or two weeks? Um, and have not. I mean, no worries. We're we're actually uh, at the fifty-five I mean, I think- minute mark. I, Are we? Oh, I mean I'm more than willing to go forever. I'm just <laughs> saying like that we actually have like a great Great pause. So if you don't have anything, we don't need
2: yeah I mean, I just been kind of getting back uh back to the routine after Thanksgiving and honestly like a lot of my times Just been looking at the new motion capture reports and getting comfortable using them and um, coming up with random questions because uh, right now, we really don't know uh, what's valuable or what we should be looking at. And so we're just going to come up with the questions and do some do some research. I get to ask the questions, and then the really smart people in our sports science department get to answer them for me. <laughs> How much do you but, work with Anthony? Uh, Brady?
0: Yeah. Probably.
2: Uh, yeah, a lot. We meet with him once a week for – our last meeting was two hours. So, like, once oh, wow. a week, we sit down and go, hey, like – you guys got any questions after looking at this stuff? And we're like, yeah, we have like a million. <laughs> Actually. Which one, would you like to, which one would you like to start with, Brady? <laughs> um, and, you know, the nice part for him too is like, you know, he's got a pitching background, and when they did the motion captures for the pitching, it was a little bit easier because they had some pitching knowledge so they could kind of make some some inferences. Um, so the meetings, it's, it's us asking questions, yeah, and like us learning from him, but also he's learning hey what's in what do we value in hitting like you know talking to him about like hey what this is what side bend is when we talk about it what does that mean from a biomechanics standpoint what numbers could we look at to to evaluate that so uh, that back and forth is is a lot
0: of fun i bet so anthony uh went to unc he arrived Mm -hmm. right after i had departed Oh, really? Yeah. And so I like I heard of him and he was the two Tommy John kid and stuff like that. And it was <laughs> like, what? Like, that's crazy. And so, and then I've been able to kind of follow Baseball Freak on uh Is it Baseball Freak or Baseball Freak 09 or something like that? I feel like there's another yeah. end. I think it's, yeah, 09. Is it? That's, I'm going to high five yeah. them myself. That's the exact one. I know it's baseball freak. Um, he puts out absolutely incredible stuff and a lot of great video stuff, uh, along with it, just to kind of show and diagram what's going on. Um, started following him when he put out his research paper at UNC, or it was either before he got to UNC or something. He had something out on it, on the biomechanics of like the throwing process and stuff like that. Started following him. And then he went up to driveline and then he started doing the podcast with the R and D pod and stuff like that. So, uh, I was like, "Oh, wow, that's really cool." Now, zero I, percent I, chance he knows anything about me or or anything like that at all. But I know, <laughs> I know a lot about him. <laughs> yeah, he's another one of those
2: guys where, like, you talk to him and like you hear his story and stuff, you're like, "That's you're fucking insane! Like, you're just insane. That's crazy." <laughs> like, ridiculously smart, really athletic, still, and just super down to earth
0: <laughs> well shoot man anything else you well know. we lost we lost burnsy <laughs> we lost Bernsey, dude yeah. i mean tonight has been definitely a night of us trying to get back into the flow yep yep <laughs> back on the saddle and and <laughs> make it work so i don't want to do this but i kind of want to do this when are you free this week i'm gonna put you on the spot be on the spot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, and it, it does. When are you free the next week and a half? Let's see, check my calendar here. All right. Um,
2: what about Friday?
0: What time? Are we gonna like uh, afternoon, night, morning? Afternoon, night. What's afternoon? afternoon? So I can do. I'm. I've got lessons from about like five to like eight but i could do anytime after i could do anytime before um it's like anything that works for you i would make Or
2: let's do like uh, we could
0: do like and that's mountain time to
2: yeah so you said five to eight yeah like uh like I'm trying to do the time conversion.
0: So three three o'clock your time? Three o'clock your time. That would be like two o'clock your time though. Or one o'clock your time.
2: No, it'd be two o'clock my time. Three o'clock your time one two o'clock my time.
0: Oh. Yeah. That works. That works? Yeah. Beauty. Put it on the board. Let's go. Well, for anyone that is wanting to also tune into that one live, um, me personally, I'm definitely really going to go over track, um, a little bit of help with that. I also have the ability to put track on my computer screen. So for anyone watching, um, while JP's walking me through it, you guys will actually be able to follow along as well. Um, track is an incredible program that driveline, uh, has done. It is for, uh, facilities, teams, all, pretty much anything. Um, there's actually a couple of, uh, uh, gym, uh, CrossFit gyms that use it as well out here in Brighton, uh, Colorado. Um, yeah, I was, I was surprised by that one, but I was like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. Um, it's a great program. It's also free for, uh, certain academies that have less than 20 players for the base version. Um, it's incredible. I highly suggest it. They have their own, uh, pre built programs into it for bat speed, uh, a bunch of different stuff that I've only looked on the hitting portion side of, but, um, that's definitely one thing that I'm really gonna want to go over uh with you and uh, honestly anything else i also did get those uh baseball rebellion uh turn pieces and stuff so i mean we could break that out and i could open up i could do the cage with the cameras and stuff too that'd be sick. beautiful well i appreciate it, everybody thank you guys so much for joining um this has been another hit chat hit chat group chat and uh yeah thank you guys have a great one <laughs> r.i.p bernsey rip bernsey dude and rip stevie <laughs> that that man (laughs) might actually not be doing well